Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to a prediction special Stitches podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manerfeld. I'm here with the Stitches panel, Nick Budig, Robert Stangler, Noah Manerfeld. We've got a very special episode for you today. We're going to make our predictions for the season. We're going to pick our division winners, World Series winners, and our award winners. Um, first, let's introduce everybody. Robert Stangler, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm looking real forward to that Japan series, man. Oh, yeah. That's a Wednesday. Or I guess everyone will be listening to this on a Tuesday. So tomorrow at 4.30 a.m., the Mariners and the A's will kick off the regular Mm -hmm. season. And uh, opening day is next Thursday, I believe. So baseball is close. I am very excited as well. Uh, Nick Budig, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited about this prediction show. Yeah, we've got some (laughs) spicy picks for everybody. Oh, we do. I'm very excited. I like that word, spicy. Yeah, you used it earlier in our chat, and I thought it was a good word. It's a new one. <laughs> I just ripped it off from you. And right, that, of course, is uh, Noah Manderfeld. How's it going, Noah? I'm good. I got some spicy debate ready. Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> <bug me. laughs> All right. All right. We're the the Don't spicy. use spicy. That's the takeaway. Yeah. I'll use salty, then. We're, we're retiring that word as of now. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hunkered down here. I've got some Girl Scout cookies glass of water we're off to a great start here on the predictions podcast (laughs) (laughs) um so today we're going to start off with the division winners we're going to go over who we think will win each division then we'll go to our world series selection i'm sure we'll have some discussions about our picks there and then we'll do our award winners which will be the al and nl mvp uh the cy youngs and the rookie of the years and then we'll wrap up the show and because this is a special podcast we're not going to have the name game so Robert won't get this one wrong this week, uh, but the streak will still live on in a couple weeks. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we won't have the debate section as well. We'll have plenty of debates for you in, in the middle of the show. We're going to try to keep this show to about 45 minutes. If it's below that, happy. If it's about 45 minutes, bear with us. It's going to be a great episode. Um, before we get into the, the topics, just want to mention that we are on a new platform called Anchor. Uh, that's where our podcast will be living from now on. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you like what we're talking about, please rate and subscribe. We love the feedback, and we would love you to engage with us. Um, all right, guys, who's ready to go over uh, the 2019 predictions? I'm not. Can you give me a few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, boy. I'm not liking how this is starting. I feel like this is going to get a little out of control. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) let's dive right into it. We're going to start off with the National League and the National League West in specific. All right, I I sense a trend here looking at our predictions. Nick, you have kind of strayed away from the pack in this one. You've picked the San Diego Padres to win the NL West. Why the Padres? Uh, I just think there is some excitement with the addition of Manny Machado on that team. I think the infield is probably one of the better infields in the West with uh, Luis Arias. And even even Ian Kinsler, I, he's he uh, hasn't had a war below two since 2006, and you can see his offense is declining. That literally just means his gloves getting even better. Um, I I look at this team and I see a lot of the 2017 Twins. They have some good prospects in their pitching. Uh, obviously, no one's really has an established career yet, but this this team just has something about it. It's kind of a a younger offensive team and. I just think they could they take a run for their money in the NLS this year. Um, I like that. I like that. I the one issue I have with the the Padres is the the pitching, and I know Robert, you've kind of harped on that. 
mm-hmm. uh, over the last few weeks is is the pitching. Uh, what uh, what is with the pitching for the Padres that kind of has you skeptical? Well, it's it's relying on what's is Eric Lauer, I believe is his name, or yeah. Aaron Lauer, something like that. So Lauer, mm-hmm. and then it's Robbie Erlin is supposedly kind of in the yeah. mix. That's a guy that's kind of fell off the last three four years, if I'm not mistaken. So there's mm-hmm. there's not enough consistency. The names don't pop out. Besides Chris Paddock, everyone is talking about Chris Paddock. I think he has Walker Bueller status on him. He's going to be a big impactful pitcher next season, but or uh, this season. But that is not going to make this team beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the team. They have been the team for I believe what is it five years now. They've won the division and they will continue to win the NL West. This team is just too deep. They're too talented. They have pitching everywhere you look, even in the minors. Anyone can come up. There's If an injury happens, they replace them. You got Muncy who can play second. You got Kike Hernandez who can play second. Outfield, I mean, it's vice versa. It's insane. They got Corey Seager back, a healthy player that, you know, some people say is elite or he's just, uh, you know, a great player. I don't know if I'm ready to call him elite, but I will say he's a valuable player. This is a great team, and I think you can agree with me on that, Luke. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And Nick, I have to say your prediction is a little off the wayward path <laughs> here. Uh, Pakota's got the Padres at 79 wins and fourth they place do. in the division, and the Dodgers are projected to win the game or win the division by nine games over the Rockies. I'm saying, don't be surprised wins. this year. You think so? Oh, I think so. I mean, I so, personally saw them in spring training, and I think I was I was pleasantly surprised with the offense they had. I did not expect them to have that much pop in the offense. And so I, I immediately got excited to watch them. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. I completely agree with you. Their offense is, I think, going to surprise some people. But, I mean, what is – you really think the pitching can carry them to, to a division title? I'm not saying it's going to carry them. I think it's going to be enough to, okay. to so, bolster them up a I, little bit. I'm in a similar boat uh, with the Rockies as well. I think the Rockies last year are going to take a step forward, similar to what the Padres have, uh, a lineup – a, a rotation that'll be better than last year, but not necessarily outstanding, and a bullpen that can uh, help them carry them over the Dodgers. I think the the Rockies are another interesting team, kind of like you said, kind of like the Padres. They had some their ups and downs, but Herman Marquez was outstanding in the second half last year, like Cy Young, like mm-hmm. in the second half. And then you got up and coming pitchers. Um, you got John Gray, who was who was not very good last year, but some of his underlying numbers say he was a lot better than how he performed and and on offense you know you've got some of the big hitters um like nolan arenado and david Dahl is coming up and garrett hampson's a rookie and he looks like he could make an impact so i do like the rockies a little bit but robert you and me i think i think we're on the dodgers bandwagon this year to win that division for for how many years in a row uh, i think it's really tough to go against the dodgers clayton kershaw's hurt right now but I think he's going to come back and be the Clayton Kershaw, not of old, but I think he's going to be pretty, pretty damn good for um, a guy who who's losing his velocity. He he knows how to pitch. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but I, I just I think it's really tough to bet against the Dodgers in this division. I will say that the spark plug Yasio Puig not being there, I think, is going to be a little bit of a downside for this team. I think the energy level is going to be brought up on Jock Peterson and Kike Hernandez as far as the guys that are going to pump him up and. You know, because like Mike M- or uh, Muncy's not exactly a big fiery guy. You know, Pollock's a young is or excuse me, he's not a young guy. He's he's a good talented player, but he's when he's not healthy, he's not helping the team. He just makes the team a lot worse. 
I think they have guys that can replace Pollock. If he goes down, I'm expecting that to happen. So look out for the name Alex Verdugo to be a very valuable player this season. Yeah, I think he might actually have a spot in the outfield at opening day, they said. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yep. It's a big prospect to, that'll get a chance. Um, so just to recap the NL West, uh, me and Robert, we both have the Dodgers. Nick, you had the Padres. And Noah, you had the Rockies. Um, and just to inform our, our listeners here, we will, at the end of the season, hold <laughs> ourselves accountable for our... You see, you watch these guys on ESPN in the morning and Stephen A. Smith or whatever, they all just kind of just throw out all this crap. And like a week later, they're completely wrong. They'll never go back and hold themselves accountable. Not on this show. <laughs> Not on this show. Crash and burn. When, this, when October is done, we will come with our 2019 Prediction Review podcast and we will hold ourselves accountable and see how we did and maybe where we went wrong, okay? Mark our words. Okay, so that's the NL West. Uh, NL Central, uh, we've got another wayward <laughs> wayward panelist. I went with the Cardinals. Nick, you went with the Cardinals. Noah, you went with the Cardinals. But Robert, this time you're the you're, you're going off the path a little bit. Why the Brewers? You got the Brewers winning this division. Of course, they won it last year, but why this year? Yeah, I'm on the bandwagon from last year. This team is one of the better defensive teams in all of baseball. They have a lot of players who can play everywhere. And Hernan Perez, Travis Shaw can play second. Mike Moustakis is now playing second, was a third baseman. Uh, I think Aguilar is going to be, uh, he's going to come back to earth. He kind of had a bad second half last season, but he was still a very productive player in 2018. It begins with Grandal. I was not there when you guys were talking about the NL Central preview. But I think Yasmani Grandal will be the best offensive, and and mark my words, the best defensive catcher this season in the National League. I think Grandal is a huge piece, and I know the pitching doesn't stand out to you guys, but I tell you what, depth is key in baseball. And with all the depth they have in the minors and what you are looking at, and when you look at the depth chart on MLB, they have seven guys for five spots, and it just gets better. And then let's start with the bullpen. The bullpen is probably arguably the second best bullpen all baseball to the Yankees. This is a complete team. It may not be the star team we're all looking at with Boston, but it is a very good team and it cannot be ignored what they did last season. I I don't discount what you said, but uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but Yasmani Grandal is better than JT Ramuto, you think? As defensive? Mm. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Not Absolutely. offensive though. Um, I, mm, you can't make that argument. Yeah, I don't, don't want to get ahead of myself. Just, <laughs> he's dropped well, twenty can't. plus home runs. He's a big power hitter for a catcher. I know Real Muto is more on the average side, but I, we'll he see also how has power up. though. I know. I know, I know he does. Plus I know he does. But I think Grandal has been slept on for years, man. I think he's a pretty good catcher, yeah. and I, I'm giving good. him high praise. Let's just not let's better just than Real Muto. I just have high praise for him. I think he's a great defensive catcher, but I just don't think I don't see where you can see he's better than Ramuto at the bat. Ramuto is I mean, consensus best hitting catcher he in baseball. Is, and I'm I'm saying it's and there's bold predictions that happen. I'm just gonna go out there and say Grandal is a better year than him. All around. Right. I'm going out Fair there and enough. Say Fair enough. Uh I, I I do like your depth argument, but you gotta look at the Cardinals pitching depth too, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at pitching depth. I mean you've got obviously right now Carlos Martinez is hurt and he was projected to be in the rotation, but you've got Dakota Hudson, a huge prospect who came on the scene last year, throws really hard in the bullpen. He can be a starter. doesn't look, look like he will be, but he can be. John Gant was impressive last year, even though he's not one of those highly touted prospects. He did fill in in the rotation very valiantly. And Alex Reyes, who projected to be in the bullpen too, but can also be stretched out as a starter. We all know his pedigree, a top 10 
prospect in baseball. And then you got guys like da- Daniel Ponce de, Ponce de Leon in uh, AAA who also has some really good minor league numbers and can also step up in that fifth spot. So I think, yes, the Brewers have depth in pitching, and their bullpen is a lot better than the – I wouldn't say a lot better, but it's better than the Cardinals. Um, but Cardinals do have pitching depth. I wouldn't discount that. And I have one word for the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt. He makes this lineup completely – One person. Sorry. One person, two <laughs> words. Way to correct me, Luke, and make me look like a fool. Uh, he, he's an MVP-level talent that up, uh, upgrades this offense completely. It just completely changes the entire game for this offense, and that's going to change the entire complexity of this team. Yep. So just to recap there, we've got Nick – me and Noah picking the St. Louis Cardinals and Robert with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, okay, so now we got a little bit ahead of ourselves with the real Muto talk, but now we're in the National League East, and this is where it's going to get interesting because we all picked three, we all four of us picked different teams. I picked the <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies. Robert, you picked the Washington Nationals. Nick, you picked the Atlanta Braves. And Noah, you picked the New York Nets, Mets. Robert, I'll start with you because I believe, I just want to double check here. Oh, no, it's actually. The Phillies and Nationals are, are tied to win that division. Um, but we'll still start with you, Robert. The Nationals, explain your pick a little bit. Yeah, it starts with the pitching. The pitching is definitely, you could argue, is the best pitching in all of baseball. They put Brian Dozier at second base, get a little bit better defensively. Um, you know, Anthony Rendon, to me, is still one of those players. If he stays healthy, we're talking MVP talent. I'm not kidding you. I know you guys might disagree. I think he's that talented. I know what we all know who Juan Soto is now. And let's not forget this guy, Victor Robles, is now on the scene. He is now going to be the starting center fielder, it looks like. And then you go with the tandem, Jan Gomes, Kurt Suzuki behind the play, uh, yeah, behind the dish, catching. That's that's a good combo, very good combo and catching defensively. There's good offensive numbers. The bullpen's a little bit, I'm a little skeptical about, but I think Bearclaw and Trevor Rosenthal are going to step up if they're healthy and be very productive. And I think this is a just a fundamentally sound team. And I love Adam Eaton. I want to see him be healthy and be a very productive player this season. All right. I'll go next because the Phillies are projected to tie the Nationals. I think the storyline is pretty obvious, and we've talked about it before on this podcast. But the additions that the Phillies have made really vaulted them into a contender in the NL East. Andrew McCutcheon in the outfield, Gene Skrett short, Bryce Harper, the mega million megastar that they just signed a few weeks ago. He's going to be transcendent in that lineup. JT Rumuto, a catcher. Uh, this team has completely overhauled in the offseason. And don't forget, the Phillies almost won the division last year. They're in first place in the middle of the summer. And then they had that ta- the, at the tail end of the season, they really fell off. Um, this team knows how to win. They maybe have, in the dog days, they kind of lost a little bit. But now they've kind of got re-energized some new players. They've got some veteran presence. Uh, Aaron Nola, I think, is poised to win uh, win or compete for the NL Cy Young next year. The only thing, I, just like the Nationals, the bullpen's a little sketchy, but I think it's actually better than the Nationals. David Robertson, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Hector Neris, Pat Nashek, uh, that's a pretty decent back end of the bullpen. Uh, I just think with all the additions the Phillies made, they really are contenders this year, and they'll end up winning the division. Okay, so next... Uh, and Pakoda, we're going down the Pakoda rankings here. Uh, the Mets are projected to finish third. Noah, explain your pick a little bit. I think the Mets have pieced together a lineup that is good enough to compete with any team. You, Brandon Nimmo leads off. Jeff McNeil. Then you go to Robinson Cano, the 
former all-star second baseman who got hurt last season. Wilson Ramos, the new catcher addition. Michael Conforto. They have Davis right now at third base, but Frazier and, and uh, it's uh, Brett Lowry, or not Brett Lowry, Jed Lowry, um, right now are hurt, and they are expected to come back during the season, uh, all the way down to Ahmed Rosario. And then the bullpen right now, completely dominant. That complements a starting rotation that has a top three that could be very dominant. Jacob DeGrom, the form, or the reigning NL Cy Young. Noah Syndergaard just needs to stay healthy, and that is the key to this team. Stephen Mott's had a great season last year, and then you have Zach Wheeler as well. Jason Vargas, maybe not the best for a fifth starter, but they can always make a move there. I think this bullpen is what's going to carry them. I think their lineup is going to be very good, and I know they're dependent on a lot of things, but there's a reason this is a prediction show, and I think that everything they're depending on uh, will come true, and they'll be able to overcome a division with a lot of parity. Mm-hmm. And Nick, you picked the Atlanta Braves. Is that because they have a lot of young guns? You know, you like the young guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, well, they were they won the division last year, so let's just start off with that. And also, something <laughs> I really like to point out is if you look the the three teams that are above them right now, all made some have substantially changed their lineup a little bit. Look at the Nationals; they don't have Harper anymore. The Phillies they added Real Muto and Harper. The Mets did that crazy trade with for Cano and Diaz, and the <laughs> Braves added Josh Donaldson and Brian McCann. I mean, they're they're still almost the exact same team that won it last year. Yeah, you could see that they maybe play a little bit above their heads, but still, they have tons of talent. They have Freddie Freeman, who's consistently one of the best hitters in baseball. They have Ozzy Albias, who could be one of the best second basemen we've seen in a long time, and Ronald Acuna, Mr. Five Straight games leading off of the home run. Um, the the one thing that's questionable at best is their pitching, but they got tons of prospects. And, and the pitching side of it, this this team has has an opportunity to kind of throw keep throwing men at the fire for the pitching if if their their starters fall out. Uh, this I think this team has the opportunity just to kind of build on a little little minor NL East dynasty, even with all these big trades that have been happening above them. I like the chemistry they're trying to keep together, um, and I think there there's strong potential for this young team. I think throw men at the fire is could be a good song name. <laughs> working or on band it. name working on it that could be our stitches panel band name throw me on fire <laughs> heavy metal <laughs> yeah uh, i i agree with a lot what you said i do like the pitching prospects uh, actually in our fantasy league i got kyle wright who might actually might be in the rotation to start the year i'm a big fan of him and mike soroka who's always got shoulder issues but he's got so much potential i am big on the braves rotation but i don't know because <clears throat> they they yes they made they didn't make additions i mean every team that below them made additions <laughs> you can't just discount that and the phillies made the biggest additions and that's why i think the phillies just on additions alone are completely changed and are going to win this division i think too the braves took advantage of a division in which a lot of teams underperformed now the phillies could have won the division had things gone right late in the season. The Washington Nationals completely underperformed. The Mets at 77 wins. A lot of things went wrong for them. I think this year, one of those teams is going to figure something out and compete with the Braves, and I don't think the Braves can compete with them uh, with the way their team's built right now. I think, I mean, I think I had the Nationals winning this division two months ago, but now that the Phillies have Bryce Harper, I think that completely changes the outlook of their lineup. Robert, I feel like you're going to disagree with me. <laughs> yeah, I just think the Nationals are just, you want to talk about young guns, Soto and Robles might be the best two left center in uh, the National League East in young guns. So, I don't know, man. No, you're it's, not wrong. It's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. 
I know one thing that this is going to be a highly competitive this be a fun division. division. Yeah, this is yeah. going to be probably the division to watch this year. Yeah, the most fun division, I think. Yeah. Oh, easily. Agreed. Okay, so that's our National League East. Just to, to recap, make sure everyone kind of understands where we're coming from. I had the Philadelphia Phillies. Robert had the Washington Nationals. Nick had the Atlanta Braves. Noah had the New York Mets. Okay, that'll wrap up our National League preview. Let's move over to the American League West, where <clears throat> Noah, I think this might be the most interesting pick in mm-hmm. our entire podcast, but uh, unsurprisingly, I went with the Houston Astros. Robert went with the Houston Astros. Nick, you also went with the Astros, but Noah, you went with the Oakland Athletics. I think that deserves a little bit of an explanation. I think the Athletics, every year, are completely overlooked by any sing- any analyst of baseball. Last season, they were projected at 77 wins. You know how many they won? They won 97 games. And this year, they come into the season projected at 79 wins. And I I think, personally, that they can compete with this Astros team and beat them. Because looking at this lineup, they added Jerickson Profar in place of Jed Lowry, a younger player, a former top prospect who kind of found his way last season. He's a utility guy. He can play play anywhere really in the infield Robbie Grossman a great on base guy in left field um then you add Ramon Loreno who uh, started the middle of the year last season he's going to play a lot more and you add Matt Chapman Matt Olson Chris Davis Stephen Piscotti in the middle of that lineup great lineup right there that really complements a pitching staff that I think while it is going to be a bit iffy this season considering Sean Manaya is out for the entire season they got through last season with a pitching rotation similar to this one. They have Mike Fires back. They have Marco Estrada, who's a bounce back candidate. And he seems like it seems like the athletics can get a lot out of these old starters. And then Jesus Lazardo, the top prospect, should be in the rotation in April. And I think he's going to make a big impact. I think we'll hear about him a little bit later on the show. Uh, you look at the bullpen as well. The bullpen was one of the best in the American League, and it's going to do a similar thing this year. Never count Billy Bean out. That's what I'm going to say, and that's why I'm making the bold prediction and saying they're going to beat the Astros. Robert, can you do the honor of dismantling? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to go out and say the Athletics are a bad team. I think they're. I'll save that for my wild card prediction. But I will say the Astros are just way too talented, especially adding Michael Brantley, who is one of my favorite players in all of baseball. He does everything right. He is exactly what the profile of the Astros are looking for. A bounce back, Jose Altuve is MVP caliber, not to mention Correa coming back is MVP caliber. And oh yeah, that guy at third base, let's not forget, Alex Bregman was in the MVP conversation all last year. He has MVP elite caliber talent. And then let's mix in guys, you know, George Springer is a guy who's going to hit bombs. Robinson Chirinos is a guy they added who's a very good power hitter catcher. I don't know if his defensive metrics are as good as uh, everyone thinks. I think it's questionable, but I think his bat will play. And let's not forget the bullpen is so good. When they added Robert uh, Roberto Ozuna, I about lost my mind on how young this kid is, how good he is to go to an already gelled young team and to mix it all together. It starts with Verlander and Garrett Cole, who are going to be Cy Young candidates all year. We're going to hear about that. This team is way too good to be counted out and to be losing to the Oakland Athletics. No, I'm sorry, man. I I, I, I get your point. And, I, and at this point on paper right now, the Astros are definitely a better team than the Athletics. But throughout the course of 162-game season, the Athletics continually beat all of the analysts and all of the uh, 
uh, predictions that people make. And also, in that athletics rotation, what if something happens to Verlander or Cole? I know you can't predict that, but beyond that, the rotation isn't that deep. I know they have Josh James waiting down there, um, but Wade Miley, he's a bit iffy. I know he had a good year last year. Colin McHugh, uh, he's a bounce-back candidate, but he's never really bounced back ever um, in a season. Brad Peacock is more of a bullpen guy. I, I like this team a lot, and I'm not disagreeing that they're a better team right now. I'm just saying in the course of 162 games, the athletics seem to defy the odds. I'll pass the baton to Luke and say, well, there's Kyle Tucker and there's also <laughs> Force Whitley, and that's where I give it to you. Luke. Oh, Force Whitley. Yeah. I just forget about Huge Force prospects. Whitley. I mean, you look, there's Force Whitley's the number one pitching prospect in baseball, Noah. And yeah, the, the depth is a little bit questionable, but for if Whitley gets a chance, he's going to be lights out. We know it. We've seen his, num- his numbers in the minors. Uh, he could be an ace like pitcher, and he might be their third third starter <laughs> so that's that's just one right there and Kyle Tucker is another one of the top outfielder prospects in baseball tears up triple a pitching hasn't he didn't really put together in the major leagues last year but I don't think that's really going to deter anybody for his projections this year I think he's going to be really good um they got young guys they got guys who can come in midseason and energize his team maybe in the dog days I'm not really not really uh worried that the Astros are going to kind of carry the torch in the division this year I just <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but but here's the thing: the athro, af, or excuse me, the Athletics had a very similar roster they had this year, and they won 97 games, six games behind yeah, the but, Astros. Yeah, but the Astros. I was about to say the Astros are projected at 98, which is still division. Oh, I know. I'm not saying the Athletics are only going to are going to win 97 games. They could win more. Also, the the Astros might win 100 games, but also they could still fall below it. I think the Athletics will fight for them. I really do. All right. But, but Correa and Altuve back, you guys love war. I'm not a huge fan, but I could argue wins above replacement for those two guys is massive. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to get true. into that argument. I'm just putting it out there. Sure. It's huge for those for this team. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I like how the AL West might have been our longest division, even though <laughs> we all thought <laughs> the Astros <laughs> are probably the consensus pick if it wasn't for Noah. Uh, Noah just likes to be different. That's fine, Noah. We love you <laughs> right. anyway. All right. I accept you. <laughs> Okay, let's recap the uh, AL West. We had Robert, me, and Nick picking the Houston Astros and Noah with the Oakland Athletics. Let's move on to the AL Central, where a surprise team has kind of been popular among our panel. And if you've been listening the last few weeks, you probably know which team it is. It's the Minnesota Twins uh, as our favorite to win. Uh, I had the Minnesota Twins winning. Robert has the Twins winning. Noah has the Twins winning. Nick, again, you are uh, you're going against the grain here. You have the Cleveland Indians. I think you're kind of in the majority when it comes to like national media and projections, but uh, just explain a little bit about how the Indians are going to win the division in 2019. Uh, the reason I think the Indians are going to at least be win the division, be better than the Twins. We don't really count the other three teams in division, but they, I, they're, <laughs> I think bad. the big part about why the Indians are going to be better is their pitching. They have the best pitching in, in that division, maybe in baseball, uh, from top to bottom, I would put any of those those starters as an ace for the Twins right now. I know Jose Barrios. I know we love him. But what he's shown us is not consistency and not really an ace-type pitcher. Other than that, I know we've been ragging on their offense all year and how the Twins, they have, they have upgraded their offense. But I think to a point where you compare the Twins' offense to the, to the Indians' pitching staff, the Indians' pitching staff is head and shoulders than better than the Twins' offense. And then defensively, I think the – the Indians are still better defensively. You can look at look at the Twins outfield. They have the, the what is it the, the no rain drops in the outfield, but this 
other than that, I don't. There's not a whole lot to like about the Twins' defense. Uh, they have Miguel Sano, who, who's going to miss the first month of the season, but he's never going to be a good defender. They have Jorge Polanco, who who at best is an average defender, and they have Jason Castro, who's supposed to be the the the, the god of pitch framing, but can't do anything else. Um, <laughs> I just don't see where, where where we can get this Twins team who who's who who's massively been underperforming this past couple of years with Byron Bucks and Miguel Sano. We can look at the hype that we that they that they have and maybe Rocco Baldelli is going to work some Tampa Bay magic with them. But other than that, I think the Indians just have a consistently better better team than the than the Twins. I came into this spring training expecting the Indians to be better, but. Uh, they've just been kind of lacking in terms of the excitement they normally generate, um, all of their players. And the Twins right now, I know spring training stats don't matter that much, leading the Grapefruit League in home runs. Looking at the rotation, very surprising. you got Barrios, Gibson, and Odorizzi at the top. Then you add Pineda, who was out all last season and had electric stuff with the Yankees. He's really a wild card. And then Martin Perez, who's apparently throwing 95 to 97 miles per hour. I think... He could be the next Honorable Sanchez if you're looking at Honorable Sanchez last season. And then they have a really underrated bullpen. I think, personally, this team is as complete as it's been in the last three to four years. And because so many things went wrong last year, something has to go right for this team to potentially push for 90 wins and the Indians. I like everything you said except for using Grapefruit League stats as a predictor. <laughs> <laughs> Spring training, baby. <laughs> but yes, Brian Buxton does look a lot better. I, I will admit we had a little bit of argument about that today, but there's no doubt that he looks bigger and he looks, he looks, his swing looks a lot better. When he, he pounds had, bigger. Yeah. He's uh, got to get a couple nice hits today against the Red Sox too. Yeah, he's Robert, roping he it. Um, so I think he could be an impact bat this season. If he can kind of put it together finally, um, Robert, you have anything to chime in here? I've, you know, I've talked about twins all pod, all these podcasts this whole year. I'm just going to keep it simple and just say the Indians did get Carlos Gonzalez. Uh, that was a nice mm-hmm. addition to the outfield. He's not a good defensive guy, though, and he profiles more as a DH. I don't think it's still enough for them to beat the Twins. The Twins are just too young, too talented, and like I wow. said, Nelson Cruz is going to be the best signing of the year. He's just too impactful to this ball club. Okay. Nick, you want to defend a little bit or you want to move on? No, I think... I think my defense earlier was good enough for this. All right. Rest your case. <laughs> Love Interesting. it. Okay. Uh, AL Central recap. I've got the Twins. Robert's got the Twins. Noah's got the Twins. And Nick's got the Indians. Okay. Now let's go on to the most powerhouse division in baseball. Probably not the most competitive, but it's definitely uh, got the biggest teams. The AL East. Nick, you're different again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I picked the Red Sox. Robert picked the Red Sox. Noah picks picks the Red Sox. Obviously, the defending World Series champions. Nick, you go with the Yankees. Uh, hopefully, there's no Boston fans listening because they won't be happy with that. No, not at all. Uh, I the Yankees. I mean, Yankees and Red Sox. They both have one the top two offenses in baseball. But I think what really puts the Yankees over is that incredible bullpen they have. Uh, when you're gonna when when you're gonna face a guy like JD Martinez or a guy like Mookie Betts late in the game, you're gonna want you're gonna want Dylan Batanzas coming in. You're gonna want Oldest Champion coming in and just shutting these guys down. I think I don't think the Red Sox have they have Chris Sale, but I don't think they have the pitching to really shut down this this Bronx Bombers mm-hmm. as a whole. David Price. Well, what's the Nathan Evaldi. No. 
no. the pen last year? Well, let's talk about the Yankees rotation. Luis Severino is already hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Sabathia is getting older. I mean, he's good, but he can't really pitch a lot of innings anymore. Uh, I mean, Jay Happ is good, 36. But I, I like Jay Happ. I won't really knock on him. Um, I don't know. Red Sox and Yankees rotations aren't that different. I think you're right where, where it comes to the Yankees bullpen. It is a lot better than the Red Sox bullpen. But I think there's some sleepers. Ryan Brazier is pretty good. Uh, Matt Barnes had a 14K per nine last year out of the bullpen. And uh, if you talk about offense, I like the Red Sox a lot better. I mean, I think it's a lot uh, up and down. I think it's a better lineup than the Yankees. Yeah, this Red Sox team is just too good, Nick. Uh, I'm with you. I think the Yankees are going to compete with them. I think it's going to be a lot closer than it was last year. I'm a huge fan of what they're doing with that bullpen. But with Severino already on the shelf, possibly, and there's already question marks going around. And I want to know if, you know, Stanton, can he be healthy again this year? And what about Judge's health? Is it is it all the way back? Looks pretty good in spring. Let's see how it translates in a full season. The Red Sox are just too talented in the outfield. Um, there's questions about second base. Pedroia will be on the shelf. But Brock Holt's a pretty good fielder. I just like the Red Sox a lot. I think it's going to be a lot closer. If the Red Sox do win this division, it's going to be within two games. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Nick, you're just getting piled on today. I know. Okay. I feel it. I feel it. Well, hey, you might be at the end of the season. You might be the one laughing at us. All right. That's true. Possible. So stick stick to your guns, man. I'm with you. Oh, I am. I am. I disagree with your picks, but I'm with you on sticking <laughs> to your guns. <laughs> okay. Right. So that that's a re- oh, recap. The AL East. Uh, it's me with the Red Sox. Robert with the Red Sox. Noah with the Red Sox. Nick with the Yankees. Okay. We'll wrap up our uh, regular season predictions with the wild cards. Um, let me just kind of list them off, and then I got a couple notes to go over here real quickly. Uh, I had the uh, Yankees, the Indians in the AL, and then the Cubs and the Nationals in the National League. Robert, you had the Athletics in the Yankees in the American League. And uh, you had the Cubs and the Cardinals in the National League, like in the NL Central there. And uh, Nick, in the American League, you had the Red Sox and Rays. And in the National League, you had the Cubs and Nationals. Uh, Noah, you had the Yankees and Astros in the American League. And the Phillies and the Dodgers in the National League. So there are some teams here we've talked about, so I'll kind of skip over them. But Nick, again, the Rays, completely different than what we've seen. Uh, take us through what you, what you see there. Um, what I see in the Rays is when you kind of look at their, how they're structured, you kind of can envision them at kind of as a poor man's Cardinals. Since they won the, since they were not that they, they didn't win the World Series, but since they played in the World Series in 2008, they've really only had one bad season when they went 68 and 94. Other than that, it's been kind of high 70s, low 80s, but they've consistently performed well in a in a division that's boasted with the Yankees and the and the Red Sox. Um, and you can kind of see it as they're they've always kind of had contributors that come up. They have Joey Wendell, Brad Miller, Daniel Robertson, these guys that you don't really expect, but they just come in, they, they perform well and hit bombs. On the pitching side, they always have Cy Young contenders. They've, they've had David Price in the past. They had James Shields in the past. Now they have Blake Snell, and they have Brett Honeywell. And, and they still have Jose DeLuan from the, from the Dodgers. I think this team is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, but again, they're going to be the third best team in the, in the AL East. I okay. really, I really wanted to go with the Rays personally, Nick, but they're uh, they're just the odd man out for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned at the beginning, Noah, you you really wanted to get them in there, but just didn't work out with the teams you picked. Yankees and Astros are pretty, pretty damn good ball clubs, so I mm-hmm. don't blame you, uh, Robert. I think everyone else we've got pretty picks that have kind of explained themselves, but you got the Athletics win the wild card here, and you were kind of talking about how they won't win the division, but what makes you think they'll win the wild card? 
uh, defense. I think they're one of the better def- sleeper defensive teams in all of baseball. We looked at last year, Matt Chapman and uh, Matt Olson both won a gold glove. I think their outfield is going to be better. I like Loriano in center this year. I think it's going to be a very good defensive team. And then if you go with the power, and I like where they're going with this pitching scheme. It doesn't look good on paper, but it's working, like Noah said. I think it's good enough to be a wild card, just not good enough to beat the Astros. Okay, so that's the wild cards. I won't go over all of that. If you want to go over it, just rewind a minute and a half <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, listen to Not if picks. you're driving, though. Yeah, not if you're driving. Good point, yeah, Noah. Yeah, safe. If you're at work, go back over. a minute and a half. I'll also put these picks. I'll, put them in a, I'll try to get them in the post, too, so you can kind of look yourself. Uh, okay, World Series winners. Here's the big boys here. Uh, the World Series winners, Robert and I are in agreement. We've got the Houston Astros winning their second title in three years. Nick, you love these Rays because you've got them winning the World Series. And then, Noah, you've got the Colorado Rockies, another surprise team there. I think you two are going to have to kind of carry this one away, <laughs> Noah. <laughs> the Rockies? <laughs> I I think the rotation is going to be good enough, and I think this lineup is really, really good, and it can get hot at the right time. We saw in 2007 when they made their run to the World Series without losing a game up until the World Series. Of course, they got swept in the World Series, but we ignored that, and we focused on the other series. Uh, I think the Rockies can get hot, and I think in postseason play, they're going to surprise people. They signed Arenado to an extension. They have more uh, more knowledge about what their future is going to be, and it's going to make the team a lot better on the field. Okay. Rockies. Nick, the Rays, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but what makes you think they'll make the, the run all the way to the World Series champion? Um. I think it's the starters and not, not the not the Blake Snell or, or the Morton, but it's going to be the, the first inning guys. I love what Kevin Cash and just what the Rays like to do with their try to try to change the game up a little bit, try to find their little, their little you could say, Bush League style of state play. And I, I really like it. I think there's a chance where they can kind of, again, surprise people. They have a solid outfield. They have a solid infield. Overall, there's not really a lot of holes on this team. Their bullpen is a little, little sketchy, but, I mean, if they throw – Throw some of those guys in the first inning. That kind of clears that up. Uh, this I, I I enjoy them. I wasn't expecting to pick them as my World Series team. Obviously, I don't think a lot of people would. But there's I think there's a lot I like about this race team. Mm-hmm. And then I think Robert, you and I had the Astros. Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're definitely one of the best teams in baseball. They've done it before a couple of years ago. They're still super young. And we talked about the prospects with Forrest Whitley and Kyle Tucker. I think it's pretty self-explanatory why we why we made those picks. You agree? Yeah, I like El Tuve and Correa as both being possible big comeback players of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. World Series winners. Uh, me and Robert got the Astros. Nick's got the surprise Rays. And Noah's also got the surprise Rockies. Uh, those are it for the World Series winners. And that'll wrap up our uh, team predictions. Now we're going to move into the award section. we got to make this kind of quick guys to get it within our time frame but uh we'll start with the mvps the american league mvp mookie betts is the reigning champ and robert and nick you both got mookie betts winning again noah not really surprising with mike trout i actually went with i think the most surprising pick here alex bregman with the houston astros Um, i'll explain a little bit about why why i believe he will uh win this thing he's only 24 obviously a huge top top prospect back in the day before and he's only played in the season uh, in the league three years and he's gotten better every single year and he finished fifth in the MVP last year 286 394 926 slash line that's ridiculous with 30 home runs 103 RBIs he can also steal bags I think he's really if if he takes even just a little bit of a step forward I think he's already an MVP, 
MVP contention. Definitely a top three, in my opinion. Uh, I really like the potential, and he can even get better. Yeah, and I, I, I like Alex Bregman, too. But Mookie Betts and Mike Trout are just way above everybody else in the American League. And I think, I think personally, one of those two is going to win this award. I have Trout, but it could also be Betts. Can't disagree. Mm-hmm. They were neck and neck last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Betts won it, obviously, and won the World Series. Uh, great season for him. Okay, so recap. I have Alex Bregman. Robert has Mookie Betts. Nick has Mookie Betts. And Noah has Mike Trout. National League MVP is where we, uh, we split up a little bit. I had Bryce Harper winning it. Everyone knows how much I love Bryce Harper. <laughs> Robert's got Ronald Acuna in his second year. No sophomore slump there. MVP for Robert. And Nick's got Paul Goldschmidt. Noah, you've got Nolan Arenado. Robert, you, I think everyone else, you know, you can kind of see where it happens. But Ronald Acuna, no sophomore slump. What do you think? No, this guy's way too talented. Five tool. We're talking 30-30 this season. Maybe even 40-40. Just, it's fringy there, but... This is the kind of talent we're dealing with right now, Luke. Mm-hmm. I love him a lot. I think he's going to be really good. I just don't know if it's MVP worthy. I think Bryce Harper is going to put together his best season since winning the MVP a few years ago, where he was just historic on so many levels. He's so young. He's in a f- loaded Phillies lineup. He's got a huge contract in hand. I think he's really going to unleash it this year. He's obviously uh, not full go in spring training right now after following the ball off his foot, but... It's going to be good for for opening day, and I think he's really going to take it, take the torch and run with it and kind of live up to that biggest contract in American history, <laughs> in American sports history title. That's a huge thing to live up to. Uh, that's why I got Bryce Harper. Uh, Nick and Noah, anything you want to add or on your guys, or you think uh, they're pretty self-explanatory? I'm actually really surprised, Robert, that you didn't pick the Cardinal. You didn't pick Paul Goldschmidt, and Luke, you didn't pick Paul Goldschmidt because we know of how much, Robert, you love the Diamondbacks and have been a huge fan of Goldschmidt and Luke, you're a huge fan of the Cardinals. <laughs> but true. I mean, the guy, he's posted MVP numbers his entire career. Last year would probably be his down year when he only stole seven bases and he hit 290. This guy is, is he's going into a better lineup this year. He's going to a, to a team that's going to win the NL central. I think with the, with the big acquisitions they've made for him, I think I don't see why he wouldn't win the MVP at playing on one of baseball's favorite teams. It's a different right. environment for my boy. He's never been anywhere else besides the <laughs> Arizona. He's a very <laughs> humble guy. I don't, I don't think he won't be a successful player in St. Louis. I just think it's a big step for him. I expect productive numbers. I just don't think he'll be as good as Ron Lacuna. I'm going to be honest. I like Ronald Acuna. I don't think he's that surprising of a pick from you, Robert. And I think he could finish in the top three. I just think this is Nolan Arenado's time. It's the Rockies' time, and he's going to win the MVP. <laughs> okay. I like Arenado a lot, too. So just to recap, NL MVP, I've got Bryce Harper. Robert's got Ronald Acuna. Nick's got Paul Goldschmidt. Noah's got Nolan Arenado. All right, pitching time. American League Cy Young. I've got Trevor Bauer. Uh, Robert, you've got Justin Verlander. Nick, Chris Sale. Noah Garrett Cole. Noah, I feel like you haven't gotten a lot of airtime in the last two picks. So <laughs> Garrett Cole, away you go. His first half was so dominant. I think we forget this. He had a 2.52 ERA in 128 innings and 177 Ks in those innings. And that K for nine translated in the second half, but the ERA didn't. It went up to 3.5. And I think this year he keeps it going all year long and he's able to get that Cy Young that we expected him to get when he was a prospect. I love it. He's my fantasy ace. In, uh, in one of our leagues. So if he wins uh, Cy Young, I'm not going to get upset at all. Uh, I want to explain a little bit about my Trevor Bauer pick. Uh, he 
arguably was a top three Cy Young contender last year before getting hit by a comebacker and losing the rest of the season. Uh, you look at his line last year, a 2.21 ERA, and his FIP was a little bit higher, 2.44. Um, but that's league leading. 2.44 FIP was actually the best in the American League. Um, 221 strikeouts, which equates to an 11.3 K per nine. And if you've watched spring training at all, if you watched him pitch in spring training at all, you know that he's added a change up to his arsenal and it looks nasty. So that gives him like four or five nasty pitches. And he's already shown that he's one of the best pitchers in the American League. I think he's going to take it up an- another step this year and kind of carry the torch and, and win the Cy Young that he believes he can win if you follow his Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> very, very active on there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert, you got Justin Verlander. Uh, care to elaborate a little bit on that one? Uh, he's just one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in the American League the last five years, and I'll just stick with that. All right. Nick, Chris Sale's velocity's down in spring training. That's worrisome, isn't it? Well, it is, but then you still have to – he still has some of the best stuff in baseball. 300 strikeouts in 2017, and he – had a better K per nine last year. The only real Very issue true. is his health. Um, I don't see why he couldn't win it. Very true. Okay, so recap. I've got Trevor Bauer. Robert's got Justin Verlander. Nick Chris Sale. Noah Garrett Cole. All right, NL Cy Young. Uh, I've got Aaron Nola. Robert, you've got Max Scherzer. Nick Jacob deGrom. Noah Walker Bueller. Noah, probably the most surprising one there. We all know Walker Buehler is really good in his rookie season last year at the Dodgers, but um, do you think he can take that step, and why? It seems to me in the Cy Young race particular, there's always that one pitcher that wins it that you're not quite expecting at the beginning of the year, and I think that's Walker Buehler this year. He pitched 172 innings total last season between the minors and the major leagues, and he had a two ERA um, in those in 24 starts. I think. If he can do that over a full MLB season, I think it's going to equal a Cy Young, personally. Yeah, I think he's really good. I just don't know if he's going to beat the likes of Jacob deGrom, Scherzer, and Nola, who finished top three last year. And it's all <laughs> it's all a matter of if the Dodgers let him pitch. And if they don't let him pitch, then I don't think he has a chance. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I think the other three are pretty self-explanatory. They're the top three pitchers in the National League. That's not just <laughs> us saying that. That's a consensus. Aaron Nola almost won it if he kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch and Jacob DeGrom just really ran with it uh he posted uh sub two ERA didn't get the wins but that's not his fault that's Mets fault and uh Max Scherzer is obviously just dominant he's won Cy Young last three of the four last years something like that yeah um, about right. so we know he he can uh he's capable of that production again all right, let's move into the American Rookie of the Year debate now. I've got Eloy Jimenez winning for the White Sox. Robert, Yosei, Yusei Kikuchi for the Mariners, the uh, the Japanese pitcher. Nick, you've got Vladimir Guerrero with the Blue Jays. Noah, you've got Jesus Lazardo. Robert, you've kind of got the dark horse there with uh, Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, why do you think he's going to take the, take the crown over the likes of Jimenez and Guerrero, who are obviously two of the biggest prospects we've seen in a long time? Yeah, you say dark horse, but really Shohei Otani won it last year. And it seems to be this trend of, you know, players outside of different countries. Jose Abreu won a rookie of the year. I know he's a little bit more established than both the guys were uh, Otani and Kikuchi in the different positions. But anyways, my point is Kikuchi is a very good starting pitcher because he hides the ball very well. He's got deception. Uh, the way he throws, the fastball looks like it's 98 out of the hands. There's a lot to like about him, and I'm really excited to see him this season. I think he's going to take a big step. 
Uh, Eloy Jimenez and Guerrero Jr. just tore it up in AAA last year. I don't think there's any reason why they won't mm-hmm. uh, really take it up a notch. Robert, you noticed something in spring training, though, and I think we've mentioned on this podcast, but I think it's worth mentioning with Eloy's uh, batting stance. Do you want to take mm-hmm. us through what you've kind of seen there and why it kind of worries you going into the 2019? I just think, you know, fastballs up and in are going to be a struggle for him. I don't like where his hand position is, and I just think he's he's able to extend very well away. There was no doubt about it. When he hit the home run, it was a bomb the other way. But inside, I think he's going to struggle unless he changes it. Mm-hmm. And you noticed that he was kind of opening up and hunched over a Absolutely. Bit just like Giancarlo like Stanton kind of opens up a little bit too much to mm-hmm. hit the other way. Yep. It was a good observation, and we went back on the video evidence and found that, <laughs> indeed, he has switched up his uh, stance a little bit. It's really interesting. Uh, Noah, anything on or something on Jesus Lazardo quickly and why you think he'll win it? He's really young. He's a prospect. He dominated in the minor leagues, and it's going to translate into the major leagues. All right, let's wrap up with the National League Rookie of the Year now. Uh, I've got Victor Robles with the Nationals. Robert, you've also got Victor Robles. Uh, Nick, Fernando Tatis with the, with the Padres. And Noah, you've got Chris Paddock with the Padres, too. You guys are loving the Padres. Nick, start off with Fernando Tatis. I have concerns that he might not even play this year. And if he does, it'll be very late, kind of negating if he'll win Rookie of the Year. But why do you think he can come up and make that big of an impact? Um, I think just because he's the consensus top power hitting prospect in the game. Um, this, his, he does have the struggle with the Ks, but I he he has a high average. Um, that's not a problem with him. His on-base percentage was very good last year. I don't, I don't see a whole lot blocking him. You see Manny Machado last year really kind of struggled defensively at at shortstop he's definitely going to start at third base and then with ian kinsler playing second base easily you're going to slide us luis urias over there to play second base and so that's going to leave shortstop wide open fernando tatis um and i just i'm excited to see him i don't think he's on the level as vladimir guerrero jr is i mean vladimir Guerrero jr is just out of his mind but i do believe tatis has has the potential to be the be the be the hitter to win that rookie of the year and Noah, Chris Paddock, what's up with uh, that pick? He had a 2.10 ERA in the minor leagues last season, and he was coming off Tommy John surgery. So I think they might limit his, his innings this year, but he is expected to be in the rotation at the beginning of the year, and I think he's going to make a really, really big impact. Okay, and then Robert and I, Victor Robles, obviously a huge batting average, stolen base guy, amazing defender. He had uh, the injury last year, and he didn't really get, get a chance to make an impact, but this year it looks like he'll start in center field, right, Robert? Yeah, he, lo- he reminds me of a young, uh, this is high praise, and I'm not putting him out there, but I, I, he reminds me of a little bit of a young Mookie Betts when he was at second base. Wow. Maybe with yep. less power. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely yeah. less power. Absolutely. Yep. All right, that'll wrap up our predictions podcast. We've got the beginning of the MLB season coming up tomorrow at 4.30 a.m. with the Japan Series, the A's and Mariners. Opening days next Thursday. We'll see if they uh, the season goes in the directions of uh, where we picked. Uh, as always, make sure to rate, subscribe us on all the platforms to get your podcast. And uh, if you want to debate some of our picks, go ahead, uh, send a review, send us, uh, find us on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, you can uh, send us your your picks too. Uh, so next week we'll talk some of the uh, opening day news and notes before we go into the actual regular season. Uh, thanks for bearing with us throughout the whole thing, and we'll see you next week. Take care.